Warning! This podcast may contain naughty language, including the C-word. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, you've tuned into Shingler's List, where we talk movies, music, trending news, game sports, current affairs, and anything else that pops into our brains. I'm Dave Shingler, and I'm joined, as always, by my bros in the cave, Cleon Bewley and TJ Harlot. And boom, 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 we're here! I'm not on the toilet. He's not, he's not, he's not in his toilet room, not in his toilet room this week. Uh, <laughs> came in strong, man. The reason I'm deciding not to go on the toilet uh, t- today is because I've not cleaned that bathroom in about three weeks, nice. and um, <laughs> it's, be- it's 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 becoming a bigger health hazard than COVID nineteen. So I thought best best not, especially if I want to have a couple of tinnies and some Pringles as we go through. Ooh. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. The next global pandemic is coming out of TJ's toilet. It's true. And what's living in your toilet today, TJ? That can be the new feature. What's, what's living, living in, in TJ's toilet? Well, who, who would have guessed if I was going to be responsible for the, for the next global pandemic? It'd be my toilet and not my cock. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's not I'll... called a pandemic, though, is it? It's one of, it's one of the beauties. Well, of... no, it, it would have been maybe two or three sad bitches that got it. <laughs> yeah, that's called a global, that's more the global itch. Two two sad goth girls with daddy issues. <laughs> that is my personal brand. Hi, what's your name? Vampires. How old are you? Seventeen. What do you think of your daddy? He's a prick. Hello, young lady. How are you? <laughs> Would you like a piece of cake? <laughs> that's, a, that's a smashing you're wearing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so what, what? what is everyone's current setup? I'm sat on my sofa. I've got two tins of Camden Hall Lager. I've got a tin of Krabby's Alcoholic Ginger Beer. I've got some cheese puffs. I've got some Pringles. And I've got some fizzy Coca-Cola laces. That's that's my... That's, that's my you are uh, set up for the hour you are. This, wow. This, 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 is my little, this is my little buffet, my little finger food uh, buffet for the, for the next hour. Well, I'm annoyed actually because of the sun. Oh, because I spent two hours last night putting together little special effects and things like this for my green screen behind, and the sun's come straight through the window, smashed it all onto my green screen, and none of it works. Oh, <laughs> so I'm really fucking pleased right now. But I've got a bottle of apple juice to cheer me up. Did you? Apparently, get, did any of you get let? Oh, go on, go on. As you say, apparently this is one of the uh, nicest Aprils we, we, we've had in. Uh, some some years since records began, no, no one could go out. <laughs> Did anybody else get led into a false sense of security with the sunshine today? Because it was it was really it was really really, really sunny, and um, so Huts. I thought, you know what, I'll go I'll go pack some washing on the line. And when I stepped into the backyard, it was like hundred mile an hour winds, and like my jeans were going to end up halfway up the street if I did that. Right, I, I uh, did some washing when I got in from work. I don't know, because as you know, I, I work at two o'clock in the morning, lads. Don't know if I've mentioned this. Yeah, that was uh, the first time. I don't, I've know, if, I don't know if I've mentioned the sacrifice Rest. I'm making for this great nation. I'm at work at two o'clock in the fucking morning, lads. So, this isn't I, a sacrifice that's being made for the nation. They've put this pandemic on for the free and deliberation of the young glo- uh, goth chicks around Stoke-on-Trent. <laughs> like, so right, stop TJ we, from get... hunting at these times. We're actually putting on a pandemic and putting him in Tesco. That's how bad things are. If, if, if we that's get not trippy, TJ. 
if we get him into it early enough, he'll be too tired to go round bothering. So, uh, yeah, so I, finished, I finished with it, come back, did some washing, had a nap, put, put me washing on my clothes, mate. But do you know what? I pop it in the front yard. Right? Literally, 10 minutes later, I hear a noise, right? I look outside, all me. Be freshly washed washing is all over the yard. <laughs> well, I took the. I've been doing a school today, so it's been school time. Oh uh, yeah, holidays are over, aren't they? So, Daddy uh, teacher, yes. holidays are over today. So this is this is something I was talking to someone at work about because obviously she's got kids and obviously she's having homeschool as well. Why did you any of you bother with the two weeks holiday? Uh, I'm just what what I'm doing because my children are still so young. Um, like if I was in Dave's position, it'd be completely different, and I do mean completely different. Me and Jody would be basically wiped out for the whole this whole <laughs> lockdown period. Um, but as you know, mine are four and six, so it's try and keep a bit of normality to them because it's strange for them. I mean, today, tomorrow, my uh, niece Tiger. It's her birthday. She's six tomorrow. So we've been around to drop presents off. When I say we've been around to drop presents off, we stood one side of the fence, threw balloons over, threw a presents over. And my daughter went, fell about the place in tears because they couldn't play together. They couldn't see mm, each other. Yeah. So what seemed like a really good, joyful idea and started out as a good 10 minutes turned out completely whitewash. So for me, it's just keeping normality with the kids. Like today, school started again today. They had to go bed early last night. Um, we've done uh, school stuff. I've basically taught them what I think is good to learn, really, at school. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fairly sure that I was listening to that coming out of my mouth. I was listening to that coming out of my mouth and ready for the comeback yeah. of it. So I was like, here we go. Yeah, if Jimmy's yeah. got four eighths, <laughs> 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 so, so, I'm not so, Ali G, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so, Dave, same, same question. Obviously, with everything that's going on, and bearing in mind the kids will be off school for. For, for the foreseeable, did you actually actively bother allowing them to have the two weeks off, or were you trying to make sure that during that time they were actively trying to get educated? Uh, no, I gave them the two weeks off, but it, it's for the same reasons as what Cleon's yeah. just said, just keeping a sense of um, normality. So the way that their schools have, have worked this time, uh, this time, like this has happened before, um, is... Uh, they've been sending, they've been setting work. So uh, my lad, who's in high school, uh, they, I think they're using Google Classrooms and all the teachers yeah. uh, on a day-to-day -day basis, he's still got his timetable. The teachers are active uh, on Google Classrooms. He has to log in. He has to submit his work when it's done. Um, so, you know, that's just a day-to-day -day thing. And um, for Litlin, uh, with their school, they um, are using uh, Microsoft, uh, I think they're using OneDrive, and uh, they set, they're setting like two weeks worth of work, two weeks worth of rotor. Um, and then you can, you can either uh, handwrite everything or you can print the sheets off if you've got a printer at home. Um, and, you know, they've got daily work to do. So with it being two weeks Easter holidays, there was no work set. So, you know, we just let them have, have the Easter holidays. There was, there was, there was um, uh, holiday homework for Letland. She had to do like... Um, 
she had yeah. to design some kind of um, solar system, whether it be a painting or a model or whatnot. And they have to do the daily reading and, and that kind of thing. But there was no like work for the two weeks. There. But now the same as what, what Cleon said, you know, it's a school day. Yes, you're not at school, but it's still a school day. So it was bed earlier than what they have been going last night. It was up early this morning. And, um, and we, we treat it like a school day you know you, your day starts at nine o'clock you get your books open you get your laptop yep. open and then you crack on with your work the difference being is there's no kind of scheduled lesson throughout the day you, you know what work you've got to do you crack on when you finished it you finished it and then the rest of the day is yours um which for Bingen, where is sorry i was just gonna say which for Bingen, he's well, like he just takes his time finishes it when he finishes it whereas little and she races through it as quick as she can we mark it and so she can have the rest of the day to herself well for for us because well for me jody's still working so the other half so for me i'm basically full-time teacher so because they are four and six yeah i'm literally <laughs> i'm literally entertainment manager <laughs> uh, <laughs> for the whole day and i'm not joking you this shit's hard now i do want to say something i do want to say a big wow it teaches um just because it's incredibly hard to keep a child's um attention all of the day um to get them feeding back to you all of the day lessons because you can't just say to a child right book's open read your books there you go Hmm. write me down a sentence about the book and now talk to me about how that sentence made you feel how you can't do that because they don't get it so what you're doing you've got the book out and you're you're acting the book out so i i'm billing my i'm getting bill my missus at the end of this bloody (laughs) pandemic and i'm not even close to kidding i should be getting an oscar for some of the acting i'm putting out in the middle of this classroom dave so we went on a pe walk back to what you were saying about weather my mate and i thought the kids will be all right they've got a pair of shorts on. i'll just put them a little hoodie on we got halfway around the nature reserve and i've got my shorts and my hoodie on and my hat and i'm going (laughs) (laughs) i'm going i hope this wind passes in but the wind did die down and it became a lovely day which it is now so yeah but that's that's been my school experience i've just been actively hands in the hands in the dirt teaching the kids yeah yeah like subjects you've just mentioned the solar system i've got that on my schedule for both anything yeah, and the yeah. two and you, ah, you know what i mean here's, here's the uh, the the point of conjecture with the solar system though is pluto a planet Ooh. well I'm no. not really going into things that deep about the kids. This because, is like basically because, this is what's outside because Earth. Though. Pluto, because, because Pluto was famously a planet, just like Robbie Williams was famously a member of Take That. It still <laughs> I mean, is. Still is. Pluto is still a planet. <laughs> Pluto's still a planet. <laughs> so we're recording this on Monday. Is it Monday the 19th? Monday the 20th? It's the 20th today. Monday the 20th. 20th. So on Sunday the 19th, if anybody saw the government's daily conference, it was actually led by the Education Secretary. Yeah, Education. I, a gentleman I've never seen before or heard of or listened to. I was very impressed, frankly, uh, which is what got me talking about um, schooling with my colleagues today. Uh, and um, obviously, because he was saying he was making a point, saying uh, you know how 
grateful he is, how proud he is of how children are taking into the stride that their education has been disrupted in such this way. And obviously, I was having a chat with some of the parents uh, that I work with, and I and my initial point, which I very quickly retracted once I said out loud, was justifiably because of this disruption, you could justifiably reduce your six to eight week summer holidays next year to a two week break. But then I remembered teachers are still working. Yeah. Yeah. Te- just as the kids aren't in school, the teachers are still working. Yeah. The, the teachers and they're still in school, six, some of yeah, them. They're still in yeah, school, exactly. some of them. The teachers need that six weeks off. So <laughs> I, I do that straight back. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just hold on to that thought, uh, Cleon, about um, some of the schools being open. It's something I want to circle back to towards the end of the show. So if you try it, and remember that for me. And just on teachers, while we're on this subject of teachers, Bo is six, Ethan is four. And today, the teachers rang them to see how they were doing during lockdown and if the parents were actually educating them and doing schooling stuff with them (laughs) your kids are are grassing you up for not educating them right i was like that looking at my daughter going you better start sweeting around i've been dancing around here like bloody charlie chap yeah yeah we (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Missy Smith, we did the solar system, but we're having an argument about whether Pluto is a planet or not. <laughs> right. So Apparently, um, because of Robbie Williams, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that is how you guys are handling your lockdown during this crazy time. But as I say, even though it's crazy time, crazy shit is still happening that looks like would have happened regardless of the pandemic. Let's go over that now with some fire in the cave. MSN, own page news and own boy style with your boy TJ Harlots, bringing you Fire in the Cave, the only news you need to be listening to, right here on Shingler's List. Can I get a boo? That was pretty much perfect. That was pretty much perfect, that was. I'm I impressed. Was, I was quite proud of I'm that. I'm impressed. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> take a second. Let's see, I'll, just, 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 I'll take a victory lap. National Treasure and Tubby Funster Peter Kay has asked the great British public to help him recreate the 2005 viral sensation, the charity music video to Tony Christie's hit single, Is This the Way to Amarillo? Kay has asked fans to submit their contributions to remake the video due to air on BBC's Big Charity Night In on April 23rd. Super Brilliant. snooker superstar Ronnie Rocky Raccoon O'Sullivan has confessed that his Playboy party lifestyle has had an impact on his career. The 44-year-old ace has stated that his misuse of drink and drugs has led to bouts of depression, which he believes has set him back as much as 19 years across his entire career. Sir Philip of Schofield has finally moved out of his £2 million Oxfordshire mansion into a flat in fabulous London. The 58-year-old TV favourite came out as a backdoor butcher in February and surprising everybody, but not more than his wife of 27 years. Philip Schofield, you dirty bastard. Backdoor butcher, of course, because that's where he likes to meet. (laughs) (laughs) 
the no longer royal Sussexes, Harry Hewitt and Meghan McGonagall have today issued a statement that they will no longer be accepting solicitations to work with The Sun, The Mirror, The Daily Mail or The Express. This follows an ongoing court case between the tabloids and Meghan Markle after she accused them of invading her privacy and harassing her family. The pair quit the royal family and have moved to the USA after it was revealed that Harry's step-uncle was a wrong-un. And finally, a 51-year-old Nova Scotian dentist named Gabrielle Waterman has committed Canada's worst ever mass shootout. 16 people uh, were killed over a 60-mile radius by the man dressed as a police officer uh, before he was brought down at a petrol station. His motive is currently unknown. And that was Fire in the Cave, MSN homepage news and own boy styley, Fire Boy, TJ Harless, only here on Shingler's List Podcast. Can I get a boom? Yes, you can. Yes, you can get a boom. Yes, and, yes. And just before we move on, just the, that last article, I just want to touch on that dead quick. So uh, basically, um, a 51-year-old dentist has gone on a mass shooting, dressed as a police officer, disguised his car as a police car, and over a 60-mile radius has killed 16 people, including a police officer that tried to bring him down. Um, now, I don't want to talk about what went on. I want to talk about sort of the reaction to it. And... It, it sort of got me thinking because I was watching this on the news. I was like, "Oh, this is this is mental!" Like, you know, we've, you know, it's a mass shooting in Canada, which is bizarre. The fact that you know, sorry, when was this? Last night. This is completely past me by. Is it past you by, Dave? Yeah, I didn't know of it, but I've not been oh, paying sorry. any attention to sorry, anything that's been going on. Just the broad strokes. A fifty-one-year-old dentist right, named Gabriel Wartman. Right, has gone on a mass shooting spree in Canada over a 60 mile radius, right? Dressed as a police officer, disguised his car as a police car. Uh, his, his motive is currently unknown as to why he committed it. And um, as I say, he was brought down. Uh, well, there was an exchange of fire with the police at a petrol station that they called him at. They don't know if he killed himself or he killed or he was killed by the police. But obviously, this is bizarre. First of all, it's Canada. This kind of thing doesn't happen in Canada. First of all, wow. second of all, it's going on now. I mean, this. I think I read somewhere this is the first march in a decade. So the march just gone was the first march in a decade that there wasn't a school shooting because the schools were shut in America. Um, the fact he was dressed as a police officer, the fact he was a dentist, the fact that he's he's um his motive is currently unknown. This is all quite was all quite weird. So it caught me attention. But the thing that got me thinking was when um the uh, Justin Trudeau, the um, president of Canada, uh, prime minister of Canada, did his address. You know, standard thoughts and prayers. We thank the emergency services for uh, for for everything they do. But part of me was thinking, I just wish that when something like this happens. Sort of your, your prime minister, your president, what have you, would just come out and just say what everybody else is thinking and just say, I want to thank the police for shooting dead that absolute prick. I want to thank the police officer that pulled the trigger and ended that fucker's life. Because that's what that, because that's sort of like. You see, kind of, you see, I, I don't want him dead. You see, I'm feeling no, reactionary. I don't. Thing, and that's how I want. But I was thinking, but you don't get that, do you? But then I remember there is one person no. you can get that with, and that's Trump. And it's kind of making me think that maybe that's why the guy's so popular. And that's why, you know, despite the fact that, you know, despite the fact that I, I can defend 
most of his awful, awful things that he does and <laughs> says. He is winning, and he'll continue to win. Mm. He's going to win the next, next election. He's, he's, you know what I mean? He's, he's going to be regarded as, to, to, to his supporters, as one of the, the, the best Republican presidents of all time. And it's because, deep down, we sort of, we don't like to overly think things. We just want that. We're, we're in the moment, we want that reactionary reaction. And then when we don't get that from the people that we that that we look to, it makes them it makes us feel that you know it's a weak response. It's like when you know when there's a terrorist attack or a mass shooting, it's always thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, and not people getting angry and saying what we want them to say. And they probably shouldn't. It's not the right thing right. to do or say, but it's what we want. And I think that that's the reason that sort of why Trump is so popular and seems to be so no. popular is because he gives people no. what they want, even though it's Trump, what they want. Trump, do Trump not necessarily need. is hugely popular because of the South American and the Yeehaw hillbillies of America. Which, that is the, the people, whole reason which, which, which is the, that Trump is popular. Which is the people that generally want that, that reactionary... He's a hype man. He's a con artist. Can, can I just not say, a prime I, minister. I, I, I personally, he's not a president. Sorry, I personally wouldn't want anybody to come out and say, um, "Oh, thanks for shooting that I guy wouldn't. dead," because I'm. A, I would want him dead if it's if it's absolutely necessary and there is no other option. The only way you're getting out of this situation is to take the guy down. Then fair enough, but I'm I'm not. I, I don't think anybody um, should be allowed to play God. You know what I mean? I don't think anybody should be allowed to take anybody else's life. If there's no if there's no other way out of it, it is the very, very last resort, and you've got to do it, then so be it. But I personally wouldn't be happy for uh, somebody to stand there going... Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy for somebody to stand there saying, uh, you know, thanks for killing that guy because we all wanted you to do it. Because I, yeah. I didn't. And plus, and plus, and being honest, a guy going out and shooting sixty people was it? Sixty people, and 16. then sixteen. Oh, a guy going yeah. out and shooting sixteen people. I would say to the armed response, shoot him in the leg. I want him. I want to chat. I want to know what his motives were. And <laughs> believe me, if he's not completely bonkers, he's going in the bottom of a very, 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 very deep hole. See, that, that's the thing. Because the whole thing's so bizarre, I definitely want to know what the motive was if they can find it. But we'll find we'll find out one way or another. But anyway, the motive I just want, was that, he was probably that, just bonkers. But Trump's was, an absolute uh, and Trump's an absolute fraud, matey. If you look into if you look into his various business deals, he he didn't get into business by making his own money. He had daddy's money pretty much from day one. Um, on, the hang business. On, hang on. In, in his defence, it was a small loan of a million dollars. In all casino, in all these business failures, which have failed big, Daddy's bailed him out, and he's hit a TV program, and he's been able to fund himself in a presidential election, where pretty much like me, if I was on television, I could go and try to be prime minister. And if I basically just say said what was on my mind, I would attract every single working class person. And you would. Because they would believe, Jesus Christ, he's talking out to me. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Trump's appeal. And that's his that that's his main voter call. Mm. Well, I see, he's a massive just, moron. He's a moron. 
it was just a very small thought I had today. This is it's a moron. It's not a whole thing. It's however, a moron. However, <laughs> since since we bring Trump up and Trump's business deals and the decisions Trump Trump makes, Dave. I believe you've got some things to say about one of Trump's latest appointments. I have, yeah, I have. Um, so <clears throat> anybody that previously listened to the show 18 months ago or follows me on social media or whatnot will know that I'm a fan of professional wrestling. Um, albeit clinging on um, by my fingernails to professional wrestling because I'm really not enjoying the product at all at the moment. Um, in last week on what um, the... The internet is calling um, Red Wednesday or Dark Wednesday or Black Wednesday. They're giving it a whole bunch of names. Um, the WWE released a whole bunch of talent. Um, names like Kurt Angle, uh, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, um, Leo Rush, Zack Ryder, just to name uh, a small selection. Um, for, anyone, for anyone that doesn't understand that term, when you say released the talents... What you what you actually what do you actually mean? They fired. They got fired. Yeah, yeah that, they got, that, that's they got, the point I they got yeah. fired basically. So yeah. very quickly, the way the way that these uh, wrestling contracts work is they are classed as independent contractors, um, and the the way the the way the contracts are written is the same as footballers. The 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 um, wrestlers can't leave. They can't break the contract. They can't leave the WWE. However, the WWE can terminate it from their side. They can say, we don't want you anymore, and and basically fire them, um, for choice of a better word. Now, in the midst of everything that's going on in the world, this uh, COVID-19 um, uh, situation that we're in, and, you know, the, the, the world's on lockdown, not, well, not every country, um, but you know, the, the bulk of the world's on lockdown. We're being told to socially distance. We're being told to wash his hands. Um, and businesses, especially now in the UK, and and as we've discussed in previous episodes, we know TJ foul foul of, of being made redundant just before the job retention scheme came in. Um, but now, you know, businesses are being encouraged to look after their employees and, and hold on to them and furlough them. Um now I don't know how this how how it stands in America with situations like this, but when it just it's <clears> in the U.S. there's no furlough program. What they're advising is there are loans available to businesses to keep them going through this time. However, there's nothing actively um, encouraging uh, people uh, companies to um, keep on employees. Um, but obviously anybody that's lost their job or is without work has been encouraged to uh, seek unemployment benefits and it's led to uh, one mm. of the biggest um, employment, uh, unemployment um, uh, benefits uh, sort of uptakes in, in American history. Right. Uh, well, regardless of that, a company as big and as profitable and that has as much money um, is the WWE uh, when your chairman of the board, it, when his personal worth is one point nine billion dollars, you would think that they would look after the talent because generally the WWE look after the talent when they're injured. Um, you know they pay for treatment. Um, they still pay them 
when they're not wrestling. You know what I mean? They look after the talent that way. Now, one of the big problems with the WWE has been the hoarding of talent. Since you've got um, a new companies like AEW that are, are now posing a legitimate threat to the WWE's business, even though still in its infancy, this company is a legitimate threat. And even things like when World of Sport relaunched over here in the UK, the WWE launched NXT UK and bought as much British and European talent as they could. They tried to do it in, in China, they tried to do it in Japan, um, they, they went head-to-head with AEW um, in the live broadcast, and they are known for just hoarding talent that they don't need to have, for the simple fact that other wrestling companies can't have them. Um, so when it comes to re the renewal of contracts, they just offer more money just to keep them. They don't do anything with the talent. Um, so this is now a prime opportunity. We're in a situation where other um, companies, other organizations, other wrestling promotions are not buying talent. They're not offering contracts. They're not um, because because they can't put shows on. They can't do this they can't put these shows on they can't wrestle there's only AEW and the wwe i believe that are doing empty arena shows um so the wwe at this moment in time have gone okay we need to cut back we need to get rid of some talent which a lot of businesses are doing and they've just started firing people now the problem with this is <laughs> hide hide yeah, the problem with this is um really in this situation the wwe had two options right um There was, there was two things that they could do, and that was continue working, which is putting the wrestlers at risk, uh, getting them to travel to Florida, because they're only working from, from Florida now, getting them to travel to Florida, getting them to travel to work in the performance center, and actually, you know, not doing any social distancing at all and traveling for work, or they could fire people. And what they've done is both. They've kept the shows going, and they've fired people now this is after vince mcmahon turned around and said that they have got accessible money in cash reserves to the tune of 500 million dollars that would see them through this problem um and even though there's no money in live shows anymore because they can't put them on they can't sell tickets which means they're probably not selling as much merch because they get rid of merch at the live shows They've worked their arses off to make sure that they don't have to rely on live shows anymore. There's no, there's no money in live shows anymore. They get all their money from TV. <clears throat> um, and literally, even though nobody's going to wrestling shows anymore, they are still on course to um, record their most financially profitable year in WWE history. Yet they've still fired wrestlers now i'm not talking top talent i'm not talking guys that are on millions of dollars they're getting rid of people that they're not using they're getting now, rid of people that they're not paying that much money um and with these with these guys out of contract with their co had their contract come to an end no no, no um is it so is it likely just so i just want to touch on this just in your opinion dave is it likely that these that this would have happened yeah. regardless or not 
of the situation we're in. No, nope. with, I mean, with them being lower card players, with them being lower card players. No, you know more about that. You know more about yes. this than me, Cleon. If you're saying that this is this, this is the reason they've done this, then I'm happy to say that. Literally, for the reason um, that I, I mentioned when I started rambling um, was. They, they are known for buying up talent that they're just not going to do anything with for the simple reason that these guys are hot. They're hot on the independent scene. People know who they are, um, and they could go to any other company and make money um, <clears throat> and be stars and thus pose a threat to the WWE. So they buy the talent. They offer them massive contracts with loads of money and maybe a slightly easier schedule, and, and, and then they just don't do anything with them. They keep them on the shelf. But they're under contract, so they can't leave. And there are there is quite a bit of talent that that asks well, for them. Maybe they thought, well, they can't go wrestle anywhere else right now. That's ex- <laughs> and that's exactly personally. That's why I think that's exactly why they've done it. They they can't go anywhere else. Um, oh, wanker move! Yeah, yeah, full on. They can't go anywhere else. They don't need them. They don't want to pay them, even though they can financially afford to keep them and to pay them and to look after them. Um, and they've just got rid of them. And I personally think it's a dick move, an absolute dick move. And linking which it to, makes it sorry, yeah, go on. sorry, linking it to Trump. Um, I also think it's a real big coincidence that Trump's um, election campaign has just been funded by eighteen and a half million dollars. Vince McMahon gets put on the board to sort out America when oh, this yeah. is all well and done, and literally. In the same day, the WWE becomes an essential service, therefore doesn't have to shut down. Hmm. It's fucking disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And, and, and I know I'm only one person. I recently re-signed up to the WWE Network so I could watch WrestleMania. I paid me nine ninety nine. I haven't had the network for about six, eight months now. And I paid the nine ninety nine, and I feel disgusting. Disgusted that I've given that company nine pound ninety nine. So, have this, you been in the shower scrubbing yourself? Honestly, yeah. I've, 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 it's disgusting this, what they've for done. You, for you, is this a boycott issue? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I cancelled the network anyway, and uh, and I only re-signed up for WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Um, I barely, barely held on when they started doing the Saudi Arabia shows because I thought that was disgusting. But, I, you know, I carried we'll on. We'll get on to that a bit later. Hang on. I carried on um, watching after that. Uh, but now, what they've done to these wrestlers and what they've done to this talent... Now, don't get me wrong, some of them are going to be okay. I'm pretty certain when it all blows over, some of them will be rehired. Um, whether they go back or not, I don't know, but they probably will. It's the, w- that, the might this, of the WWE. The point, because I was made redundant... But they said, if things pick up, we'll give you a call. At the time, I thought, oh, looking back on the entire situation, if I get that phone call, right, I'm going to tell, right, if I get, I'll say his name, I'm going to tell Bill Gilroy, right, <laughs> 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 that fucking job. Right? <laughs> I'm going to tell William. <laughs> I'm going to tell William, oh, see, hang on, uh, he's, he's, oh, he's, like, he's like 70 years old, but he's got like a stupidly youthful middle name. Um, that's is that Justin or something? <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell William Justin Gilroy where to put that take that job. But yeah, so yeah, um, so Vince McMahon has recently been looking at, appointed as one of Trump's um, boys to advise on getting the economy back together. In yeah. were you saying it's, it's specifically in the, the sporting arena, Cleon? 
Yeah, um, uh, yes, yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon is working on advising when Donald Trump is going to bring live sports back on television again. All right. And again, we can, uh, it's full of segues this show. The McMahons were at one time rumoured to be buying your football team, Cleon. That's an amazing segue. That's an amazing <laughs> segue. He couldn't yeah. find his yeah. unmute button quick enough then. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he was. He was, but he, he hasn't got enough money. He hasn't got... Yeah, yes, he's worth. He's worth $1.2 oh, yeah, okay. yeah, billion. It's, 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 what you're worth is not necessarily the money no, you're Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's not rich enough to buy a so Premier League football what, club. Sorry. What, what's going if, on with... Go on, Dave, if you don't mind me just interrupting that, um, exactly what you just said about he's worth and how much money he's got exactly the same reason why netflix is currently quote unquote worth more than disney <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we had a look into that did you dave no, i was like wow that's a big claim disney's, i'd already, I'd already looked in, got more money i'd already looked into it it's still fact <laughs> they're still worth more than disney doesn't necessarily Disney's mean these assets alone 198 doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean they've got any more money but they are worth more <laughs> Anyway. Netflix won't get the money out. Sell the castle. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Cleon, what's going on with your football team, my friend? Newcastle United. So, let's go back. Let's go back. I think thirteen years. Thirteen years, and a guy who had a few retail shops called Mark Ashley. Newcastle United, I think for around 115 million, 112 million, 117 million, around that figure, loaned them 125 million, and everything was great. He was a billionaire. Woo, Newcastle, good times roll. So bad times immediately came. A mixed, a load of bad signings and a load of wrong moves. Everything's gone a bit, let's say, tits up. We were the first football team to furlough people during the coronavirus, which now, we're still in I'm at this right moment in time. Mark Ashley's trying to been, trying, been trying to offload this team for a while. Now, that's true. He said we're up for sale for a while, but he's also pulled it when people have been... Apparently, he's pulled it when people have, when we've had potential buyers. That's what I'm trying to say. So people have said, OK, I'll buy it. And he's gone, oh, nah. You get what I mean? So he's a bit of a slimy bastard, is Mike Ashley, let's just say. So, Newcastle United's £300 million takeover uh, is being funded by the Saudi government, the royal family of Saudi Arabia, headed up by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Salmon. Salim. Salam. Salam. Loves wrestling. Who, Loves the WWE. Yeah, who is the main mover behind now, the bid to... Purchase he, from Mike he, Ashley. He is, he is a Saudi prince, and therefore, by default, he's a fucking arsehole. However, as far as arsehole Saudi princes go... Don't stick up he, for him, TJ. No, as far as Saudi sure, arsehole princes go, he is a little bit more moderate than most. He allows women to drive, so that's a start. <clears throat> he's bonkers. His dad, his older I brother, wouldn't do that if I was a Saudi prince. They'd be the first ones I'd buy. Once done. <laughs> no. Anyway, so <laughs> he's he's going to get eighty million power, eighty percent of the share. So their family or the people behind the Saudi prince, they're currently worth two hundred and sixty billion pound. Mm. 
That's that's a crazy amount. You can't even fucking comprehend that much money, can you? That's a crazy amount of money. Anyway, ten <laughs> uh, percent will go. Ten uh, percent will be bought by Amanda Shelby. Now, Amanda Shelby, she helped with the Man City takeover. She'll have ten percent, and ten percent will now, be this, with this, Aman- this Amanda Shelby. She put the whole she, thing together. Did, is she the bid that tried to actually buy the team in its entirety a couple of years ago? No, she tried. They tried set about six months ago, and they tried a couple of years ago and failed. Mike Ashley pulled out. Right, um, so she, she's previously tried to buy the team previously as well. Yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, know, I know who this is then, yeah, yeah. So where uh, did the money come from? What's your score? Uh, she's married to somebody. Who, uh, well, she isn't married, but she refused to get married. Um, but she put together the Man City deal. She's big in Abu Dhabi. She's big oh, in so Dubai. She's, she's one she's, of the... She's, she's, she's down with the Saudis. She's down with the Saudis. And 10%... And 10%... And 10% is being bought by the Rubin brothers. And they're into property. So this is all this is all well and good. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm dreaming of spending £200 million war chest, which has been muted in the press. Newcastle have £200 million to spend this summer. And transfers are at an all-time low. All fo- most football players are released from contract on the first of June. So, you know, if we've got a two hundred million pound from the get-go, that's not a bad start. However, Newcastle fans are facing backlash over the proposed Saudi takeover because people are a bit iffy over the human rights record. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. People in Newcastle upon time give a shit about human rights. <laughs> no, they there is a... Pe- they let people live in Newcastle upon time. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry. Coming from this, coming from a guy... Sto- no, I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, yeah, there is a bit of an... Women undercurrent. still can't drive in Newcastle upon time. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bit of an undercurrent about how the Saudis... How the Saudis have got a, human, a bad human rights record. They're a bit iffy with the journalists. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, oh. sorry. When I, when I tried to defame, defend the crown prince Salim, I did briefly forget <laughs> that he fully killed a journalist. It's a bit muted. However, it, it, it is also strongly suggesting that said journalist did at one time have ties to Al Qaeda. So, no loss. However, but still killed <laughs> But if he can buy Kevin Mbappe, <laughs> I will forgive him for killing that journalist. That's no problem, TJ. Buy Newcastle, you're forgiven. Anyway, um, so it's the difference between having Mike Ashley in this hand (laughs) (laughs) or the Saudi government in this hand (laughs) well well, this is the thing I say if people in Newcastle upon time are worried about Camilla's human rights record Mike Ashley owned their team (laughs) (laughs) working working in a sports direct fulfilment centre is worse than being a prisoner so so anyway it's it's currently the it's currently the deal has gone through so newcastle's been sold now newcastle was sold for 300 million pound 
and we're currently at the directors fit and proper tests so they've gone to the premier league with their 10-year proposal so they have to go to the premier league with their 10-year business plan um in the premier league then approve the business plan and if the premier league approve the business plan then what happens is the sales agreed and it goes through and it gets announced awesome so that's currently where we are we've never been this far before so right lads quick question are you probably... new... oh. no no oh, i've got more football it? news tj oh fuck's sake go on <laughs> more football news anyway you today... started him off tj <laughs> today tj today yeah. it was announced that holditch united football club uh, which I am a proud player and man- player manager of, will merge with Holditch City Football Club. Oh! Where the fuck is Holditch? <laughs> it's at Chesterton. Right, okay. I thought you played for Kids Grove Athletic. No, I play for Holditch. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 TJ. No, no. I'm at Holditch United now. Well, well, when did you transfer? Oh, oh, four years, three years ago. Three years ago, I'll hold it right, okay. Anyway, uh, so, anyway, so, so you're now merging. We're now merging with Holditch City. The deal was done today when I had the telephone call from right, Sid. So, so your team is Holditch United. Holditch United. So Holditch United and Holditch City are merging into a single. So entity. we used to play at the same football ground at Holditch. However, they got kicked off. And Men United football team now play their home games. Oh, so when United, we're away yeah. there at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they left. So we said to them, why don't you come merge with us? Why don't we make a superpower? Why don't we oh yeah? Why don't we why don't we join and make it in the in the in the it was brilliant. The mega powers and the mania got together and we felt that energy and it came together and hold each Holditch United was born. Fantastic. He said, so are we getting called it Holditch City? And I said, <laughs> no. <laughs> so when do you start playing again, though? Because this is all well and good. Right? Oh, You're not allowed outside, fuck. Cleon. Yeah, it's great because, because basically I could sit here and say I've formed a supergroup with Justin Timberlake and Michael Bolton. But until I actually get out wow. and actually start doing stuff with him, it's not a thing, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, true, true. We've we've done it, but we've got we've said, oh well we'll train on a Thursday. And they've said, yeah, okay, no problem. <laughs> when? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a giggle. That was what we did. We had a giggle. And then we said, well, we'll just speak in June. Because that well, that's when everyone's furloughed till just, just speaking to you, no one can do nothing, uh, yeah? Hey, you know what? Speaking of the furlough thing, um, did anybody watch the uh, press conference today? I didn't. No, no. It was, it was Rishi Sunak again, squirting money out of his big money-giving cock. That's what he was doing again. <laughs> giving, you want money? You want money? Money for everybody. That, that was basically the, the press conference. Um, another £1.5 billion worth of schemes for businesses. Yeah, have some, have some money. He's literally just doing that. Um, schemes, Dave. Yeah, schemes, schemes, schemes for businesses. Yeah. Schemes, schemes for businesses. <laughs> for it's what people can't it. see, Dave's doing like a YMCA every time schemes. he says the word schemes. You want money? 
<laughs> is he right? Is he right, David? In order to secure that new startups can actually start up, they're actually buying shares in new startups. Is that? Is that? Did I get that right? Uh, do you know what? I start paying attention as soon as he started. As soon as he started going, have some money. I went all right. <laughs> all right, Richie. I, I think he's going to lead the country one day. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, that's the feeling. I, that, I think that's what I took from it. Obviously, it's reminding David Corbin. Have some money. Yeah, the startups that are very vulnerable <laughs> right now. What they're doing is like, yeah, you can absolutely. Is is somebody for your new startup? By the way, we're now the majority shareholder. Do you know what? But, um, he's got more magic money trees than Corbin. I'm telling you, he's got right, fucking this, hundreds of them. This is the thing, right? I I cannot. Ignore the irony of the fact <laughs> that the Tory yeah. governments have had to give us Corbyn's <laughs> manifesto. But I was thinking about this today because I felt uncomfortable about it, right? And then I was thinking, oh, hang on, this, this proves, right, that Corbyn's manifesto is only good for a dystopian fucking... <laughs> for a dystopian fucking... Um, Post-social <laughs> pandemic wasteland. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm free internet. We're talking Stay the last own. chapter of fucking the way, Animal there's Farm. There's not enough food to go around, and there's nothing you can do. <laughs> Has <laughs> anyone uh, taken the mortgage leave? Uh, no, I haven't. Not yet. I haven't. Not yet. Oh, um, although... I bet, my, I bet my fucking landlord has, and I'm still paying him rent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, although I now have uh, clarification on my employment status, uh, which is... <gasps> hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, drum roll, please. I'm fired. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> No, furloughed, of course. Uh, but the the company, um, as a gesture of goodwill, are giving me full pay at the end of the month, uh, which is lovely. So, uh, full... so, so you'll get so you'll get full pay for this month. Get ongoing fur... percent. Yeah, I'm furloughed from uh, May first until I'm until I'm not furloughed. So, um, fair enough. Yeah, um, but the the job retention scheme. Uh, this is where I was going. Uh, I've launched, got no idea what's going on. Well, it launched this morning. Uh, so the whole furlough job retention scheme thing launched this morning. And as of 5pm today, um, which is Monday the 20th for people listening on the podcast, uh, 140,000 businesses applied um, for the job retention scheme. And they will receive their money within six working days. Now that... Is a fucking fast turnaround. That is yeah, beautiful. Is. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, Props to them. Yeah, I and, can't. I can't well, however, say. Yeah, I can't fault them. Can't yeah, say anything but, until however, it all goes wrong. Labour supporters, they're still not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, 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 and that—that's the thing as well. There's, there's a lot of. I can't think of it. <clears throat> There's a lot of political points yeah. still going on. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like it. There's, um, there's, there's posts on Twitter and on Facebook that are like just so pointless, and you, you're like, you, you're literally making non-points here, guys. And um, I've, yeah. I've, I've gone on a massive unfollow spree, you know, because people are doing me tits and and. Uh, what um, our mate Rob Barnes said a few weeks ago, like now is not the time for politics. I think maybe that 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 might be a little bit too like too much of a solid statement. I think you can you can talk politics in this in this situation, but yeah. to, to just to be a dick, um, <laughs> there's a difference. What do you mean? What do you mean? There's talk a difference between talking politics and being a dick. Well, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of people who are just making dickish statements about Boris Johnson, like. 
Um, it, you know, and, and like, oh, well, well, basically, you. whatever, whatever, I've whatever they say, I've unfollowed them now. So <laughs> the, 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 the basic statement of, I don't like Boris Johnson. I wish Jeremy Corbyn was prime minister. You yeah. know, regardless of what of what the government does, and what Boris Johnson does, and what Rishi Sunak does, and how and how they manage it, it all whatever the, the that they still want Jeremy Corbyn to be prime minister, and they will find fault wherever they can. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. With, I kind of tended to agree with you there, TJ. I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people lift the head, and when they lift the head, and you state some obviousness to them, they go straight back down in the hole. Somebody said something about, oh, I saw a post the other day, and they said, um, "What's the name of the guy who raised twenty million? The old guy walking oh, around." Um, Captain Tommy. Captain Tom. Captain Tommy. I've had bloody Steve, my father-in-law. He's seventies. I'm walking around the garden all pissy. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, they posted a picture of him and said he raised 20 million for the NHS. I didn't know the NHS is a charity. Um, I think it's disgusting that we still we still don't have enough PPE. Or is it PEE or PPE? PPE, personal protective equipment. PPE, PPE. Yeah. And I wrote underneath, uh, what a fucking stupid post this is. We've got an over-demand for PPE. If so idiot in purchasing went out and bought 8 million bits of PPE at this time last year when it would have been needed to be ordered. We'd have have fired him. If we would have said, hang on, instead of having five uh, oxygen breathing tanks or whatever they're called, uh, it's an intensive care unit, we actually needed 20. If someone would have gone and bought out that many it would have been fired. It's, it's unprecedented mm. demand. And on the political side, this is what I'm leaning toward. On the political side, I'm really pissed off at that because the government are being slated for not having enough equipment in this in this time. Mm. And I would love that debate with anybody. And I'll stand toe-to-toe and debate that with anybody. Mm. And I just would love to point out um, demand look at the demand that we're under at this moment in time on one hand and then look at what we are on dem- what we needed at this time last year on the other hand have we got the sufficient equipment to go out from last year in the year before in the year before this is um, we, we've never experienced yeah, something like yeah. this it, it's unparalleled it's a pandemic the, i think the, the, the fact and, is that we and people point scoring off it and saying what's the other one Boris Johnson didn't attend a Cobra meeting in January about the coronavirus. We've been sleepwalking into this. I'll piss off. I think yeah, What's the, I got to do with anything as well. The points, like the points that I, that I'm like, that are doing my head on, on social media is literally things like. Sorry, um, you just woke me up there. <laughs> it, it, to, for me, the, the, it, it's literally things like you know. Uh, oh, Boris Johnson pledges blah 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 for, for the country during the pandemic, and then somebody comments, "Yeah, but he's still a dick." <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, that, that doesn't help so, anybody. And with regards, a bit deeper than that. With regards to the with regards to the PPE as well. Yeah, anybody <clears throat> that says there isn't enough PPE, you're right. You're 100 percent right. Yeah, I think are. maybe maybe the issue you should be bringing up a few weeks ago. I believe somebody said we've got enough PPE to get us through this. I don't know who it was that said it, but somebody said it in government. Some somebody said it. We've well, got if enough. Said that they're an idiot. That's, that's the problem. The fact that somebody said it, they should never have said it, and that's the that's the point you should be bringing up, in my opinion. 
you should never have said that because we haven't got enough. So it, it's like if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. You don't even don't even answer that yeah. question. Just divert from the question yeah. like you do with everything else. The, yeah, the thing we've is, got enough. Of, what annoys me is there are people talking about things that they don't understand and sorry like, and, a, uh, like us three every week <laughs> no, no, no i'm joking i'm joking very informed and we give a balanced argument however there's people on social media that don't know what they're talking about will act like they know what they're talking about and their friends because they agree with them yeah yeah on, that's a, the one. on an emotional level right will back them up right but here are the facts we we have in this country and had rather a stockpile of pp equipment for this kind of scenario the stockpile, as a fact, wasn't big enough because we made predictions about what kind of PP we would need for this kind of scenario. We got that prediction wrong. This is unprecedented. You cannot make any, you not hold anybody responsible for getting the prediction wrong. We had a stockpile, we used the stockpile. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. When people get a enough. decision wrong, get a grip. Yeah. They said we'd have enough. Technically, we have. Like I say, it's we, we've got the supply. It's coming in. Granted, it's been delayed here and there. Sometimes it's not up to scratch. It's coming in at the last minute. But generally speaking, it is coming in. Uh, what was what was the other point I wanted to make as well? Oh yeah, about people uh, like fucking. Um, they, uh, what, what, uh, I'm not. I'm not going to name his name because I don't want to cause any more shit. But um, someone that we know saying that is uh, Captain Tommy's raising money for the charities done more for the NHS than the government has, right? It's like, do they not understand the difference between NHS budget spending and NHS charities? The money that Tommy's, Captain Tommy has raised, God bless him, by the way, fucking legend. 26 right? million is on now. Exactly, right. That isn't going to go towards anybody's wages, buying PPE or lining the pockets yeah. of any politicians. That money goes towards NHS charities. Do you know what NHS charities pay for? Nicer staff rooms for the nurses because that's what they fucking deserve, right? Okay. Nicer coffee machines, days out, just stuff to make people that work in the NHS's lives, right? Yeah. Nicer. Stuff that they absolutely nicer. deserve. Yeah. Stuff that they absolutely deserve. But generally speaking, again, if it come out of the NHS budget that our taxes pay for, it might be regarded as irresponsible. Right? Mm -hmm. But that's what that money's going to pay for. And what we've got is 26 million right, to really show our NHS staff how much we appreciate what they've done right? by improving their, uh, not their working environment as such, but improving their day, to, their, their day at work, which is fantastic. But that's what the NHS charities do. Some money will go towards maybe, you know, sort of things that, um, justifiably, you can't spend your NHS budget on like sort of experimental kind of therapies, kind of thing that might be worth trying out. You know, for, for sort of you know rare conditions that you can't really justify. You might again be irresponsible to use the budget to pay for it. The NHS charity money might go towards that, just just to make you know, the, the lives of patients a little bit easier. You know, in, in a scenario where you can't justifiably spend the money on it, right? But those are the facts. Anyway. I'll tell you what, there's another fact, Leon. The Chinese and the Japanese are two completely different races. <laughs> and, I've trying, and I've been trying to explain this Oh, to you. same, same. And, uh, and I think uh, this is, what, the fourth, fifth episode of this run of the season? Oh. I've been trying to tell you every episode, right? Oh, so I'm God. just wondering if it's Hold on, I've got some not. stuff as well. Go on. Right. I'm just wondering whether or not it's gone in or not. So I want to play no. a quick game for you, right? It's called... Right. 
Happy Clappy Jappy Chappy <laughs> or Ching Chong Corona Man? Right. I'm going to read out a couple of statements, and I want you to tell me, right, now, now you've learned, and you're now more culturally sensitive <laughs> between ethnicities, right, because this is 2020, granted the world's going to share, but you're wait, still wait, 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 so you wait, tell me, wait, wait, I did not happy, say, my only jappy. cultural problem, <laughs> my, the, I do not have any cultural problems, all I say is I can't really tell the difference between a Japanese person and a Chinese person, right. I have no for, problem, for you should not hate, for, you should not hate any cultures apart from the of, fucking of, Dutch. For the purposes of this feature, right, <laughs> we're calling them. Happy Jappy, happy Clappy Jappy Jappies and Ching Chong Corona Man. But you are right, fuck the Dutch. Right, so, right, they fucking love their coffee. Is that a happy, happy Clappy Jappy Jappy or a Ching Chong Chinaman? Who, a Ching Chong Corona Man? Who likes Jappy. their coffee? You're right, the happy Clappy Jappy Jappies love their coffee. Now, they fucking love some green bean ice pops. Is that a happy Clappy Jappy Jappy or a Ching Chong Corona Man? Corona Man. You're right. Ching Chong Corona men love green bean ice pops. They invented fucking chopsticks. Now, is that a happy Jappy Jappy? Happy Clappy, That's got to be Jappy. Or a Ching Chong Corona man? Jappy. It's actually the Ching Chong Corona men who invented the chopsticks. Same, right. same. They fucking love a bit of baseball. Is that a happy Clappy Jappy Chappy or a Ching Chong Corona man? I think that's a Corona man, isn't it? No, it's actually the most pop, second most popular sport in Japan. It's the happy, jappy, <sighs> happy, clappy, jappy, jappy. I, see, I can see them in my mind doing it, but... Uh, I, I can't, I can't. But you can't tell the difference, because they're the Yeah. <laughs> Even if... Uh, see? Now, they, they, love, they love a bit of horse meat. Is that a happy, clappy, jappy, chappy, or a ching-chong Corona man? Ching-chong Corona man. You'd be wrong. It's actually a happy, clappy, jappy, chappy that loves a bit of uh, horse meat. They right. love meat. Right. They love on the street. Bit, they love a bit of pork. Is that a happy, jappy, chappy, cla- uh, happy, clappy, jappy, chappy, or a ching chong corona man? A ching chong corona man. You're right. Apparently, they've got the uh, per, 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 in terms of per capita, they have the most pigs. Oh. And finally, they are embarrassed about their bad English. Is that a happy, clappy, jappy, chappy, or a ching chong corona man? Jappy. You're right. It is the happy jappy chappy clappies that are embarrassed when they have bad English. Of course, if you insult a ching chong corona man about his bad English, he will just give you a disease. Right. Oh, right. Thank you. That was very good. Thank you. Right. So, do you want to wrap wrap, it up? Before we wrap it up, there was a point I asked you to remember for me. What was it? Schools are still open. Right. This is it. (laughs) Just dead quick. It's a dead quick rant. Okay, right. So again, it's I'm the DJ Harlot show. I'm sorry. This is, a, but if I don't make this point now, I, I won't make it ever, and I feel it's worth making points. So as you know, I'm really, really, really upset with people not observing lockdown, right? Right. And the, the, what I've noticed is, I don't want to make any um, broad assumptions. What I've noticed is, the people that I've found to be breaking lockdown are generally. Single mothers who don't have jobs. <clears throat> right. And so, so from that, what I'm taking is, is it people that have got... It's maybe funny because it's true. Is it people that have perhaps got a lower level of sort of life satisfaction that, that <gasps> are struggling with, um, obviously, the lockdown more than people like, you know, yourself, both family men, both with your families at home. Me, I'm able, I'm, well, fucking, I've got no life satisfaction to be happy with anyway. Um, but, uh, but and I, and but it also it's, it's also the 
it's like kind of like also the frustration of I'm going to work at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know if I've mentioned that, but I'm going to work at two o'clock in the morning, right? Whereas, and, and then I'm coming home and I'm observing the lockdown. Whereas these people <laughs> that aren't working, right, are. Um, yeah, but it always yeah. led to a point with you working at two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> it did, don't yeah, it? It always does. But then there's these people that that, that, that don't work. Yeah. That claim benefits. That stay at table time anyway, right? So, uh, and so because they shouldn't be used to staying at home because they don't go anywhere else. Well, they shouldn't be getting anywhere else. There's some reason they can't do it now. And I was and I was like, right. So, but there was an opportunity here with people hiring across the board supermarkets, hospital staff needing to take staff on, why didn't they take this opportunity to, um, you know, maybe try and get some level of satisfaction joining with society? And and what I was thinking was... Well, TJ, well, TJ. Because they're single mothers. (laughs) And obviously, if they aren't... So who's going to look after the kids? But then I remembered, hang on, the schools are still open for the uh, the children of key workers. If you're now working in a supermarket or you're working for the NHS, you're now a key worker. Your child can still go to school. So then I, I thought, let me just fact check this. So I spoke to a girl that I know that works as a porter in a hospital. I said, mm-hmm. why isn't your daughter still at school? She said, she should be because I'm a key worker. But in the entire school, only nine parents were, were key workers. It wasn't worth it, right? When you think about all the par- all the, the parents in that school that don't work, that could have gone out and got jobs to contribute during this situation, which would have meant that more children could have gone to school. So it meant that children of actual dedicated pre-existing key workers could have gone to school. This That's whole true. situation would have been much better. Sorry, Cleon, off you go. That's true, TJ. But that would have been if we can plan for a fucking pandemic. Anyway, <laughs> so... I'd like uh, a chat for the Stoke on Trent City Council, please. If you don't, is if this, you is would this just... about reopening? Uh, now we know it's locked down and social distancing's <laughs> an issue right now, but I've got a few suggestions. Is that, if that's all right for the members of the court, if that's all right, by all means. So, I'm, I'm always up for every week. I'm up for Clayon's suggestions. Uh, open the tips. Can we get? Some oh, type of I, tip I thought, or I still open. no okay, tips aren't open. No. Can we get the bin men out once a week then? If we're not going to open the tips, because we're just getting an over volume of bins, and if this carries on soon, we're going to have a problem with rats, and then we're going to have another fucking problem. Anyway, get the potholes done. That's a fucking idea. It'd be the perfect time to do it. That's an idea. We've been no shut for three weeks. Yeah, Let's shut, get everyone shut, doing the potholes. Shut, shut some fucking roads. It's not going to really matter. Hello? Do the roads. Everyone else is off. You can't have the office staff working. You've got a whole load of budget lying around. Do the fucking potholes. Simple. Oh, that would have been my first idea. Look, right, while I'm going off, if I was out of the council, I would have gone, right, I'm going off, I want the roads done. <laughs> so, yes, like, when I get back, if the roads aren't done, heads will fucking roll. No, I wouldn't have even said that much. I'm going, when I get back, I want all these roads done. That's your jobs. You've got six weeks about to do it when the roads are going to be deserted. I want the potholes done. Yeah? yeah. Get them sweet. Let's get everywhere clean. Get everywhere polished. Let's get polishing everywhere. Let's get all the windows wiped. Let's get everywhere out, council. Let's get the windows done. Let's get these works completed. What's happened with the tax office? 
what used to be the bus station? I don't know. Just car park. Isn't it? The is tax that office that used to be the bus station. They built yeah, the, the bus they've, station, what they yeah, demolished. They've, they've bulldozed it all, haven't they? But have they had to just stop work because of. Well, let's get them back working. But, oh, let's get them back working. But, and if they're not working, they can get onto the potholes. See, I personally argue that construction is an essential service. However, it is, it's still if you're in essential service, you are still having to work two metres apart, which I imagine on the building site is quite hard. Well, get on the potholes then. And you could do the potholes, couldn't you, two metres apart? Yeah. Get the okay, potholes done. You, you bang on there, this is the perfect time to get the potholes done. There's, what, 80% less cars on the road? Yeah, get the causing, potholes done. Causing absolute minimum disruption if you need to close a fucking road. You know yeah. what, the thing is, though, you know you what council... could have done Cobra's lights. You know what council health and safety is like? You need at least nine people to fill that one pothole. Oh, just get them done, just get them done. Anyway, what's the date, David? 20th. The 20th of April. April. 2020. 420, bitch, you crazy. <laughs> yeah, baby. Anyway, um, tonight in the sky, we will be able to see the Starlink satellites. So yes. if you look up yeah, into yeah. the sky yeah. tonight at 10 o'clock, is that an e- <laughs> this is completely gone if you're listening to this. Is that an Elon Musk thing? That's an Elon Musk thing. So, if you look into the sky and you think it's a string of UFOs, fear not. They are not the UFOs that you are thinking you are seeing. For what are they, they are... Are these Elon Musk private satellites? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. For what they are, actually low-Earth satellites designed to provide low-cost broadband. So, these satellites are being placed all around. Are these currently active now, or is there something he's working on? No he's idea. active now. He's working on him. He's sending another 60 up soon. I believe you could see him last night as well, couldn't you? From yeah, what I you understand. you see him tonight between, uh, I think it's 9.50 and 10.05. So where, where, where do we need to look specifically to see them? Oh. In the sky. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh god what I meant was Cleon <laughs> sort of in, in, what, respect, in respect of the moon where, because if you look at the moon on a clear night right. the, nearest, the nearest star to it that's incredibly bright isn't actually a star it's the International Space Station well so, TJ um, well TJ right. let me break this down for you so right. if you're if you're looking at the moon and slightly to the right you yeah. cannot you cannot see the Starlink satellites then move a bit further to the right. If you <laughs> right. still if you still can't see it, move further to the right. So have a good look round. Look, look at the up, sky. Look, look up and just look for stuff that's <laughs> flashing. Does that have a good look. Look right. Look right. If you look up in the sky and you think, oh shit, we're being invaded by UFOs, you've probably seen it. You you, you can probably see it. All right. They're not UFOs, TJ. They're satellites. Don't worry. However, when I read this, TJ, I did think about my question to you. Which was? <laughs> <laughs> what if this isn't actually a pandemic? What if this is a bunch of UFOs invading? 
and we're just pretending not to be home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and on that note, <laughs> I believe it's a it's a good one to let the listeners ponder on that question. Um, and if you uh, and if you do have a response to that, please please get in touch with us on all of our social media platforms. On Twitter, it's at Shinglesless PC. On Facebook, it's Shinglesless Podcast. You can get in touch with us individually. On uh, my Twitter, it's ShinglerMVOC. For Cleon, it's at KL Bewley. And for TJ, it's at TJ Harlot. A big thanks for tuning in week in and week out. Subscriptions are up, boys. Subscriptions are up. We must be doing something, either that Yay! or it's just because... Welcome, everybody. It's just because everybody's stuck at home and they've got it's nothing else to do. quality content. <laughs> This is absolute quality content. We're giving you the right information at the right time. That's what we're doing here at Shingles List Podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe, 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 and share us out amongst all of your friends. You guys are awesome, and we will see you next time.